Hello and welcome to the 3 for Thursday podcast from FMI.online, looking at three things in the field of finance. I'm your host, Chris Hewitt, and today's 3 for Thursday is, what are the three most actively traded currencies? Okay, so I'm calling in on this podcast today from the UK, from my nice little one-bed flat in London. Um, if it were possible, um, I'd like to get a flight from City Airport, my nearest airport, to the, another part of the world. Uh, maybe I'd go even further afield. I'd go to Heathrow Airport and, and fly to the US. If I did that, I'd have to exchange British pounds into US dollars. And if I did that today, I'd be able to get $1.38 for my one British pounds. We're joined again this week by Ryan. Ryan, good morning, first of all. Hey, Chris. Good to see you again, mate. How are you? I'm good. Very good. Thanks, Ryan. What currency would you be exchanging if you were able to fly somewhere today? Well, I'm based in Hong Kong, so I'll be exchanging Hong Kong dollars. And the Hong Kong dollar is quite interesting, actually, because it's pegged to the US dollar. So it's pegged at a rate of around 7.75 Hong Kong dollars to the US dollar. I think it would be worth by starting to, uh, by asking you, Ryan, to give us a good understanding. What do we mean by an FX transaction? What does that mean? That's actually a really, really good question, right? Because we all can visualize what a what a normal transaction looks like. I have some money. I have a good or service that I want to purchase. I exchange my cash, my money, my currency for that good or service. In an FX transaction, actually what you're doing is you're buying and selling two different currencies at the same time. Let's say that I'm here in Hong Kong. I want to come and visit you, Chris, in the UK. I want to take you out for a coffee. So I'm going to take my Hong Kong dollars. I'm going to sell my Hong Kong dollars and I'm going to buy Great British Pounds. So rather than a, a an asset or a service or a good flowing one way and cash flowing the other way, in a in an FX transaction, you're buying one currency and selling another currency. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I used to live in uh, in Singapore for a few months. I do recall that in Singapore, coffees were really, really expensive. And I always kind of linked it back to what it would have cost me in pounds. And I'm paying five pounds for a coffee. Yeah, if you're in Singapore and, and went to some of the some of the food halls, you could probably get your coffee for a lot cheaper than that. Um, you're a very worldly traveled person, Chris. So um, I imagine you, we, we all used to be a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure that you've had some expensive coffees. They're going to charge you a little bit more for. They're going to charge you a little bit more for your coffee when you could just go around the corner to the um to the to the food halls and get that coffee for about a quarter of the price. Yeah, I was probably being a bit naive. Um, okay, in terms of FX, then we, we we know that there are some typically larger hubs where a lot of the FX transactions happen. Um, where are these bigger hubs, and, and why is it that they're so concentrated in terms of FX transactions? Uh, the the FX markets uh, have some unique characteristics. The FX market is a truly truly global market. So the biggest hub for FX transactions is London, uh, and it's not because of the weather. It's because of the time zone. Although I'll stop you there, Ryan. We're recording this on a record temperature recorded in March. We get we get this bad press for having awful weather in London, but I'm going to stand up and defend our climate. We're, I'm not sure it's a good or a bad thing, but we had 24 degrees at the end of March in, in, in this year. So 24 degrees, that, that's pretty good. So you're in your five days of spring 
before it goes a bit turns a bit nasty again for two months. Oh yeah, it's going to it's going to snow on the weekend. But at least, at least, <laughs> at least. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted. So, so and, long, and, and here you are stuck inside doing a podcast on this know, on, on one of your three days of spring. But you've kindly done it when it's a it's a morning call for me again, Ryan. So you're welcome. That. The thing that London has going for it, obviously, it's a really, really big financial hub, but also the time zone. So when the FX traders uh, get in in the morning, uh, Asia's open, and in the afternoon, the US markets open up. So they straddle those two really important time zones, and obviously, also being in the heart of Europe. So, so they have that geographical advantage. The next biggest one is New York, which is kind of obvious, being one of the preeminent global financial hubs in the world. And the third one is Tokyo. Uh, again, really, really major financial hub and the Japanese economy being one of the largest in the world. So those are the three main hubs, but it, it's one of those markets which is truly, truly global. Okay. Um, it kind of gives me uh, an idea of what I think your answers are going to be <laughs> around the top three most traded. Before I do ask you, one one more thing. How big is this market? Because we're on some other podcast, we talk about equity indexes. So we talk about shares. I think we're going to talk about fixed income and bonds on a future podcast. Yeah. Um, in terms of daily volume, how big is this market? Big. Depending on you know where you source your information from, uh, the most common estimate for the daily volumes going through the FX markets is around six and a half, six point six trillion US dollars a day. So it's a yeah. huge market. It's a very liquid market. It's the most liquid and the largest financial market in the world. Who are the big players, if you like, who are participating in these transactions, would you say? Well, one of the reasons why it's such a huge liquid market is because all the players in the financial markets need to access the FX markets. Uh, whether you're a central bank and you have your currency reserves, whether you are a investment bank, a commercial bank, a corporate bank, whether you're a multinational uh, corporate or a commercial entity, buy-side asset managers, pension funds, hedge funds. And even even though it's a much smaller part of the segment, particularly now with not traveling, but there's also this, that retail market as well, isn't there? But it's very much dominated by those large institutions. They all need to access the foreign exchange markets. Just to clarify then, we've got um, a market which has trade of around 6.6 trillion US dollars today. So mm-hmm. you said it's the most liquid market. Loads and loads of different participants, central banks included. Um, I think you said that the three biggest hubs were London, New York, and Tokyo, which is a quite a, a lot of information for our listeners. But I think the biggest thing we want to leave with is our opening question, which was, what are the three most traded? Um, you did allude to this earlier when you talked about the financial hub, hubs, um, but what's your answer for the three most traded currencies? I know that we haven't done a lot of podcasts, Chris, but... You've given me, I think, what is the easiest three for Thursday question of all our topics so far. Getting cocky now, Ryan. So if you get this wrong, <laughs> you're bang to rights. Yeah, I should have should have just watched that there, actually. So let's start with number one. Uh, no one's going to be surprised here, uh, but it's the US dollar. I'm going to tell Green you you're correct already. I, I, if you didn't get the that number one, I'd have ended the podcast there. But you're right. Number one is US dollar. Okay. Yeah, number one is the US dollar. It, it dominates the FX markets. It's such an actively traded currency. 86, 87% of all FX transactions are either buying or selling the US dollar. So it, it's the global re- currency reserve. So US dollar is number one. Uh, the Great British Pound is not my number two. Number two, um, I'm going with the euro, uh, the currency that was uh, created around the turn of the century. So it's, it hasn't been around for a, for a long time. 
But uh, my number two is the euro, second most actively traded currency. It's used by. So, oh, sorry, I, just, I just cut in there. You're about to give me a nice big description of the euro. So, so no, sorry. it wasn't going to be a big description. It was going to be quite a brief description, actually. <laughs> okay. uh, um, so, yeah, used by 19 of the 27 member states of the of the uh, European Union. Yeah. Okay. So, US dollar number one, euro number two. What's your yeah. number three? Japanese yen, the currency of Japan. Uh, and again, it's a really major currency. Uh, it's a major economy. It makes up a fair chunk of uh, central banks' currency reserves. And that's my that's my number three. And if I'm wrong, next time I come to the UK, I'll take you out for that coffee. With with your, your spare pounds that are left over. Um, but you, there's no need to buy me a coffee, Ryan. You'd be correct. Number one was the US dollar. Number two was the euro. And number three was indeed the Japanese yen. I think this is the third, the first time you've got three correct. Oh, I don't bit. want to leave you on a on a bad. No, I don't want to put you down. I think I think it's more a positive. It's an achievement. I do think you're trying to just um, knock a couple of pegs out from under me just to get me back down because I've come across a little bit confident and cocky. But as I said, you have presented probably the easiest three for Thursday podcast question, mate. Okay, well, we'll have to try and make it a bit tougher. Um, and in fact, just just before we finish, then um, again, thank you for the people that have. Uh, commented on the LinkedIn post or dropped me a message. Um, it would be really good if we could create a podcast off the back of one of the ideas that someone shares with us. So feel very free to drop us a message. But finally, again, thank you very much, Ryan, for calling in at an unsociable time from Hong Kong. No, thanks, Chris, for having me. It's always a pleasure having a chat with you. Uh, and again, thanks for all of those people who are listening. Um, we do really appreciate your support. You can do that by rating, reviewing and subscribing to our Three for Thursday podcast. So you can do that on iTunes. I think you can do that on Spotify. I don't know. I should check. And finally, have a look at our free resources at fmi.online. See you next Thursday.